You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, guys? Welcome into Good Morning Lambo. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. You can email us at Packers Total Access at gmail.com. You can text us at 865-658-5824. I'm joined alongside Tim live somewhere in a hotel. I think he had a contract hit or something. I don't know. He's not being honest <laughs> over here, guys. Tim, how you doing, buddy? Good. Happy to be here. Good morning and happy victory Friday. Let's go, dude. I'll tell you, I, I tried so hard to get home last night to do a uh, a post-game show. We were hanging out with family, and the, the plan was, hey, you know what, let's leave around 6.30 my time, get home, do a post-game show about 8 o'clock when we normally do PTA Live. And, man, 7 o'clock came, 8 o'clock came. I got home about 11. Like, I'm sorry, guys. But it is – I just want to say everyone who messaged me going, why isn't there no post-game show? Thank you for messaging me. That's a good thing, right? Um, that lets us know, okay, they're liking this type of content. But, uh, yeah, Packers come away with a huge victory, 29-22 to 22 over the Lions in Detroit. Tim, we talked about it, man, in the, uh, in, you know, the, the night before. And then, of course, I talked about it on the pregame show. That's the only thing that can make Thanksgiving better this year was the Packers come out there and, and get a dub. And you talk about the stars aligning. My nephew, who's a big Vikings fan, right, great kid. He's one of those fans that – your teams could hate each other, but you could sit on the couch and watch a ball game with because he's mature for his age. There's no hooting and hollering and acting stupid, right, getting mad. Um, we As soon as I got to the house, he said, well, we're all Packers fans today because he was rooting for him, obviously, to knock off the Lions. So it was just an awesome atmosphere, good food. We had the cranberry sauce with the ridges. I know you guys seen my picture. I saw the picture, yep. <laughs> I'm sure people were like, dang, couldn't you wipe the, the – uh, the, the can drool off the plate and make no that that's how it comes out. That's how I want you guys to see it. Right. It looks disgusting, but man, I'm telling you only the real ones know about it for sure. Let's go to the chat here real quick. We got Omer in the house, 16.7 points allowed in the last six games going into Detroit, gave up 22 and eight of those in garbage time. You know, as soon as I, I looked up at one point, Tim and I went, 
14 we're, – we're holding the lines to 14 points. This is Mr. Joe Barry over here, right? We're holding the lines to 14 points. Like Omer said, um, got that – there at the end, you could tell. They just started saying, okay, we'll let you score, but you're going to have to use every inch of the field and every second off the clock. But what did you think of the defensive performance, man? Unbelievable. I love it. And so appropriate that game ball for Rashawn Gary. Just what a what a monster performance for Rashad in this defense, uh, really all around. And exactly like we said uh, a couple days ago on a PTA Live, every time I badmouth a player, they come out and ball. <laughs> and all we did was talk bad about Jonathan Owens. And Jonathan Owens came oh, out yeah. and had himself a game back there yesterday. So uh, I'm going to just stick with my strategy. If <laughs> we'll keep, we'll keep picking at them. We'll keep getting these performances, but Hey, our defense showed up. Um, Val and Val did a good job today. Um, uh, Keyshawn uh, had a great job yesterday as well. Um, I'm in Ross St. Brown. Um, what do you have? Like six catches, 90 yards or something, you know, it's about as close as you can get to uh, containing an uh, explosive player like that. Uh, Preston Smith balled out. You know, we we had great performances from a lot of guys on the defense. I'm I'm so proud of them, boys. And uh, you know, public service announcement for the ladies out there: get get you a man that looks at you the way Joe Barry looks at Rashawn Gary. <laughs> yeah, you see that picture in the locker room? Yeah. The smile on Joe Barry's face, ladies. Go and get you a man out there that that smiles at you the way Joe Barry smiles at this defense. I love it, dude. Yeah, and then, like I said, Preston Smith looked like he was crushing. He was kind of looking up, smiling like this guy right here. It's it's pretty cool, man, seeing this defense and this team come together. And and like you said, man, guys, whoever you want to have a great game next week, let us know. We'll dog them, and then, <laughs> it's it's in the bag, right? Uh, Eric Sutherland here in the chat, and uh, good to see you in here, Omer. Appreciate you uh, uh, chatting, everybody. Eric Sutherland said, "My kids called me bipolar, so I'm taking the time to apologize to the front office, the coaching staff, and several players." I guess they do know more than me. Man, I think everyone in this chat relates to what you just said, Eric, because we've all been there at some point this year, right? Um, especially in a down year, the emotions run high. But I love how people on our podcast, other people, they they make a comment, Tim. You never hear from them again if they're wrong, right? Which you guys seen, I pulled some receipts yesterday on Twitter. I couldn't help it. I was being a little toxic there. I'm in a, half in a food coma, hurting from all the sodium I um in, ingested yesterday and uh i was like you know what let's just pick a couple of them out a couple of these recibos and uh and share it with the with the folks but yeah i love how people come in our chat though and they're like yep i was wrong we got another one right here too um got a lot of respect for you though eric buddy uh mike hebring said you know what i'm gonna pay to say i was wrong <laughs> we appreciate the super chat um he said well i was wrong and couldn't be happier you know when you when you made your prediction there mike uh you know kind of a blowout win for the lines you know, obviously I disagreed, but I could see how you came up with that, man. You know, you, you kind of got all of these injuries compiling, right? And obviously Vegas had it at seven and a half points. Um, I don't think it was silly to make that prediction. I really don't. But like you, man, couldn't be happier that you were wrong on it for sure, dude. Big, big. And it's just – that's one of those games. Every year, Tim, there's one or two games where you look back and go, yep, I'm going to be watching that one several times this offseason. That's, that's definitely the game for me, especially with the whole – you know, the whole John Madden being a part of the day and all that was just – they did that so well, so well. The fact they didn't have a turkey leg for the first game, though, was just unbelievable to me. That's that's a national outrage, Tim. Yeah, I don't know what was going on with that. That's uh, But the patches were great. My gosh, what a what a great uh, design 
Right. Was, profile, silhouette kind of profile of, right. of John Madden. You see with the headset on, it's so, it's so fitting because it's like, you know, that, that represents the broadcast booth years of John Madden and also the, the year stuck in the sidelines as a coach too. So yeah, uh, what a great way to honor a legend. Certainly uh, on my Mount Rushmore of football greats for sure. And um, I don't know, I just, you almost tear up a little bit when you, when you think about Thanksgiving day football with uh, without John Madden. And I think yeah. they did the best they could to honor him uh, yesterday. So kudos. Yeah, completely agree. It was so cool seeing the old clips. And uh, like I said, coming from people like me and Tim, we grew up in that era. And I, I bet many of our listeners too, we seem to, uh, to grab that demographic, that, that age group, if you will, of, you know, somewhere between 30 and 50 typically is the ones that we, <laughs> we have watching according to the analytics. So we, uh, you know, everybody that watches this show for the most part, along with everyone who hosts it, we remember John Madden like it was yesterday. And he was just – he changed the game. He made the game fun. Um, and obviously everything he accomplished when he was coaching in the game. It's just cool to see them – you know, you hate to see someone like that pass away, obviously, but the you got to give the NFL – you got to tip their, tip your cap to them because how they grab that now every Thanksgiving, NFL Thanksgiving – will be centered around John Madden. It's just awesome. I got to get one of those patches too. I've already made my mind up. My next jersey is going to be Rashawn Gary jersey, the white away, and I'm going to duplicate that Thanksgiving Day jersey and get that patch sewn on because that was just That's sick. Awesome. I absolutely love it. So I appreciate such a, such a high level of respect for the Madden family too to to share, you know, their father, their uncle, their 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 loved one with the world and with the NFL. You know, his sons are very um, outspoken and, and very open. Um, and I just think that it's important that we uh, shout them out, too, because, um, you know, dealing with the loss is a very personal, private thing. And they had to deal with that pretty publicly. And uh, I think they did a great job. So uh, much respect to the Madden family. Yeah. And the little piece that Sunday Night Football did last night, um, I think it was Sunday Night Football, whoever it was on uh, Stingley, the player that got uh, paralyzed or whatever. Um, in the game that Madden called, and they said that he put on scrubs and everything to get into the operating room, I believe it was, to talk to that player back in the day. So he he left the stadium, went to the hospital, and visited this player. And obviously they had John Madden's son having a conversation with that player's son. It was just – that's the kind of guy Madden was, man. No BS, the people matter. I remember the thing that sticks out to me the most was him talking about how, you know, he was obviously – terrified to fly he, he he tried to get on a plane he got on a plane one time to the best of my knowledge got scared and then at when when the plane landed he said I'll never do it again so that started the train riding right that started the the Madden cruiser and all that but he said the biggest thing that he he loved the most about traveling around the country and calling games was going across the country in that Madden cruiser and stopping at the little towns and meeting the the people in the little diners and just he got a chance to see all of America simply because he was too terrified to fly on a on a plane. How cool is that? I mean, it's just everything about the man screams, uh, you know, what's right about our country and and just getting to know people and understanding all the different backgrounds and that's just that's John Madden to a T. But Mike Mike Hebring, thank you so much for the super chat, buddy. We appreciate you. Nick McSwain in the chat says, "Yep." Uh, they'll never be happy. Barry could cure cancer and people would still refuse to acknowledge he did something good. Um, it's so true, man. But you know what I began to do, Nick? We obviously we're being proven right right now. Take the high road, man. Don't even don't even attack them on Twitter. 
just when someone says something, you can see them doubling down right now. They're going to double down because if it's proven to be the opposite, they look like idiots, right? And the only reason they look like idiots is because they're still double downing on it, doubling, yeah. doubling down, right? That's that's so just mute them and move on, man. It it isn't worth it to say I told you so. It really isn't. I've been having to having to mute people since last year because again, if the tape showed something different, I would be going, hey, look, man, Barry's the problem here, right? Um, but you're seeing this team kind of rise up and and perform better. It's a lot of fun, man. Um, all right, let's do this, Tim. Let's kind of get into the meat and taters. The, the chat is lit, guys. I'm going to do my best to keep up. But, uh, again, you guys are absolutely awesome. It's going crazy in here. Um, let's uh, let's kind of talk about the game itself, Tim. Obviously, on the very first play uh, for the Packers, that bomb to Watson, you could tell they came out and said and, – and, again, this is one of those plays, Tim. we got to mention it. I got to mention it for my sake. Um, I know. You're going to talk about the underthrown ball. Yeah. Well, that's a part (laughs) of it, too. What I was going to talk about is if they don't connect on that ball, you would hear Clayton right now saying, What are we doing throwing deep on first down? Let's just move the ball. They connect on it. You didn't see me tweet about it, right? It's important to always put that stuff into perspective and hold ourselves accountable. Nonetheless, it was an underthrown ball. There's no doubt about it. And can we get a little love for? Christian Watson, because what an adjustment. He actually made another adjustment on the touchdown pass, too. That was a much better thrown ball, but showed that he does have hands. Let's uh, let's watch this play from kind of the end zone camera real quick. And, Tim, uh, uh, be, uh, be prepared here. It's going to be a little loud because of the crowd. I tried to turn it down. Hopefully it doesn't blow your eardrums out. But here is the, uh, the 53-yard bomb um, on the first play of the game for the Packers. Absolutely awesome, man. You love to see it, dude. Um, I, I seen Chris on on Twitter all day too, man. She just had that had that grin. I didn't, to the best of my knowledge, I didn't see her calling people out either. She took the high road as well, right? But what no, a so much class in that family. Yeah, that's she's not gonna she's not gonna be um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not not overly boisterous when it when it comes to the success, but uh, she'll address the the ignorance when it pops up for sure. But um, yeah, I'm so I'm so happy for her and and um for that family really and for and for Scoot, you know. I've always believed in him. I I've, I've been a believer since day one and he didn't look like he was made out of glass yesterday, did he? Mm-hmm. He sure did. Paul Robertson in the chat said Christian Watson has to be officially out of the doghouse now for the fantasy crowd <laughs> that bashed him all year. I think that goes into it a lot too, Tim, as these people playing playing fantasy leagues. You yeah. you select that guy thinking oh he's going to ball out. If he doesn't meet your "Quote unquote" criteria, right? And uh, and you know the results that you're looking for in your silly little fantasy league. Then, all right, let's go on Twitter and drag his family through the mud. It just it amazes me. Jake Shavink in the chat says the Christian Watson demise has been greatly exaggerated. But what I've seen, Jake, is they were forcing the ball to him in that situation right there. He had separation, a better ball. He's catching that in stride for a touchdown. But you know, if ifs were fists, we'd all be drunk. He underthrows him. That's fine. Watson goes up and makes the catch, right? But you've seen him go up and attack the football. Guys, it's not like he hasn't done that all year. The difference with this one is there was more air under the ball. He had time to adjust as opposed to a chair route from the 15-yard line where there's no time to adjust, and you got to put it on the back pylon or put it out of the back of the end zone. The ball was underthrown. Um, nonetheless, Jordan still balled out. For all of the comments, Tim, 
about his accuracy issues deep, you've got to acknowledge that his short to medium game has really amped up. That throw he made to Jaden Reed. Oh my um, goodness. Let's 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 watch it right now. I'm gonna give you two different camera angles and we're gonna break the second one down big time. But here's the first camera angle from the back of the end zone. He hammered a missile in on this slant uh, to Jaden Reed. Watch this. All right, so this is the even better one. Obviously, uh, kind of hard to see from that angle. I just wanted you to see how quick the ball came out. Look at this shot right here, Tim. Yeah. Bro, I'm going to I'm literally going to try to walk it through frame by frame here. It, it it I think it may have barely grazed Christian Watson's arm. Like you could see it kind of raise up just a touch. But look at this, dude. <laughs> it stuck to Jaden's chest, bro. <laughs> It doesn't get any better than that, man. Again, look at this. Bang. I mean, that's a, like that's not even a window. There is no window. I mean, yeah. he, he he threw that ball through a Dixie cup to get it to Jaden Reed. Like I, if that ball's a second later or a second earlier, it's it's a PBU or a pick. Even I mean, that is just incredible. It's phenomenal, dude. What a throw. And for those people, oh, well, he doesn't have any arm strength. You can't throw the deep ball. Look at this arm strength. <laughs> Whistled that thing through there, dude. I feel like Jordan gets more accurate the closer we get, too. As we as we start knocking on the door and, and pushing it near the red zone and in the red zone, mm-hmm. that he, it's like he fine-tunes that accuracy a little bit. I'll take those throws all day, and I will, we'll, we'll work through the deep ball issues. Trust me. I bet you, you know, by this time next year, he's probably one of the – most accurate deep ball throwers in the league. Just give them time to time to get it all together, you know? Yeah, no doubt, man. Um, Jordan, uh, see Nick McSwain, thank you for the super chat. He says, uh, Jordan Love, quote, who do you think you are? I I got I to gotta get us that audio, man. I got to for uh, Paul Roberts' profile pic there. Um, man, he just uh, – I loved his demeanor after the game too. Tim, I don't know if you've seen it, but – he, I think it was at the official presser. It might have been on the field, but at some point he said, "Oh, we've been we've been thinking about this all year long. We couldn't wait for this matchup. Like we've been, we we knew exactly how we were going to attack them and exactly how we were going to go out there and beat them." I love it, dude. I absolutely love. It. Couldn't I mean, the dude is just stepping up so much, man. It's uh, it's so much fun to watch him kind of come into his own. And again, Nick, thank you so much for the super chat, pal. Coach Monk in the house says, "In your guys' opinion, what do you think Jordan needs to do?" to get better at the ball. Um, it's it's all about accuracy. You know, the the big things that stood out to us, Coach Monk, was early in the season, he was he was uh I don't want I don't know if indecisive is the right word, but he was late to the answer. Essentially every play, no matter what the play call is, there's an answer to the equation, right? You try to get as much information as you can pre-snap, and then based off of that information, you work to your read. And, you know, like we talk about, there's three different types of reads in the West Coast offense. We won't get into all the details there. But like Greg Cosell says, it's elimination and isolation. You come to the line, two on the shelf or middle closed, got it. Okay, okay, he's seven yards off the ball here, weights on his heels, got it. Okay, they're in an under tech over here, got it. You're compiling all this information. Elimination, you're eliminating, okay, can't go there, can't do this, can't do that isolation all right here's what i think they're in there's where my matchup is let's isolate it let's attack it right uh i think you're seeing him do that now 
And we're, the reason we know that's because when the answer is in the short game, the ball's coming out rather than snap, look, pat, hop, pat, hop. Okay, now we'll throw it. Okay, it's like Dan Orlovsky talked about. You know, that's the difference between someone catching the ball and only getting three yards, that along with the accuracy, and someone catching the ball and getting 13, right? Uh, last week, you seen Dontavian Wicks get a lot of yak, right? Yes, he was breaking tackles, but the placement of the ball and the time in which it came out gave him the opportunity to make those plays, right? So um, that, along with the accuracy, is the big thing. I, I've, I'm almost – I'm like 99% ready, Tim, to check that first one off the box, right, and say, okay, he, he's got the timing down now. He's comfortable. He's not being reckless in the pocket at the moment, which is great. We hope that doesn't come back. And understand, the league is cyclical even just within a single season. What I mean by that is this stuff is on tape now. So defenses are going to start to take that away, right? They're probably going to go back to taking Watson away a little bit more. That's going to open other things up underneath. Um, so that with the accuracy, Coach Monk, would be the way I would answer that. Tim, you got anything to add to that? Is there anything else there that I'm missing, man? Uh, just with the with the deep throws, man. You know, this is something um, my buddy Tony and and my wife even commented on. It just it seems on some of these he's putting a little bit of air under it, a little too much float. You know, I don't know if you guys did you watch the Forty Nine er game last night? A little bit of it. Okay, I was I was just saying I was watching Brock Purdy throw some of these deep balls, and they're they're on more of a flat trajectory, and and they got a little more zip on them, and. <laughs> you know, they're finding their targets. So I'm wondering if this is just a, like I've always said with, with Jordan, I think it's a feel and a touch thing. You know, he's finding that sweet spot to lay that ball out there for his guys. And, you know, we've seen some overthrows. We've seen more underthrows on the deep balls um, and sometimes missing in dangerous uh, positions. But, you know, I think it's going to, it's just one of those tools that he's going to add to the toolbox eventually. You know, you know what it's like trying to, put your toolkit together you can't get everything at once it takes time you gotta gotta assemble your toolkit uh and then you get it all together so um i think jordan's closer now than he than he has been and uh we will see the deep ball accuracy improve i'm i guarantee it it's it's coming guys for sure yeah i agree paul robertson in the chat says processing time and reading defenses i think we learned yesterday that if jordan love can make quick reads then he is capable a capable quarterback if he can do that consistently, he will be fine. Yeah, so the conversation is going to come up after every single game, right? You've got some people running victory laps right now saying, told you Jordan was the guy. Hey, God bless him, right? You've got others that are saying, uh, you know, hey, guys, I was wrong. I, I didn't think he was the guy. He's definitely the guy. Again, I think we've got to let the season play out. But if the season ended today, I feel comfortable moving forward with Jordan Love because that's two weeks in a row he got in a bit of a shootout right? With two great quarterbacks. Listen, you can dog on Jared Goff all you want. He's one of the, he's great and elite right now in PFF. Like he, he could very well be an MVP candidate at least a few weeks ago. That would have been the case. We've seen him struggle a little bit of lately. Um, yeah. I mean, if, if I had to make the decision right now, I feel good, but again, you can never rule out drafting a quarterback if the grade's high enough and they fall in your lap. Right. But I just love, absolutely love the idea of Jordan love leading this team in the future because you got this chemistry already developing. If you bring in another quarterback, one negative is you lose that chemistry, right? You're going to have guys who have now bought into Jordan Love who are looking up going, I got to play with this guy. Like Jordan's my boy, right? You know, and we, I know the, 
the big cold hearted ones will come in and go, it's a business. Stop attaching your emotions and this and that. That's a real thing in the locker room, Tim. Have, you yep. know, that's like us doing this show. If, if I were to remove Tim today and someone else come in to do the show, there is no way, no shape, no how would we have the same chemistry, the same flow, the same fun, all of that. Because now we've got to, I've got to learn this guy. Okay. What, what makes him tick, right? It goes with anything with business or anything. Their chemistry is a real thing. And these are real human lives. It's not just a PFF score, although we'll cover the PFF score as much as anyone, but uh, it's uh, it's something that's important. It definitely is. Uh, all right, let's do this. Since we were talking about Christian Watson, we'll come back to the chat here in a second, guys. Here is the touchdown pass to Christian Watson from the end zone cam. Uh, again, watch your ears. Hopefully it ain't too loud, but I, I love to hear the crowd kind of go quiet. I, I don't know. I just enjoy it. All right, we'll remove the sound now. I want you to watch Christian Watson adjust to this. This is a great catch, guys. Good throw to a good safe throw. You'd rather him miss here. This is what should have happened in Pittsburgh. Yeah, Look at the placement of that ball, right? And I know people don't want to admit that Jordan Love underthrew that throw on the chair route in Pittsburgh, but this right here, this is the difference between a tud and a ball that gets tipped to the safety. But look at that concentration, bro. Look at that right there, Tim. Does that not get you excited, man? Absolutely, man. You know, this is, again, a guy putting putting the tool bag together, right? You know, he's putting the tools together. Christian's doing the same thing we, we just said with Jordan. Um, you know, he was dropping balls like this last year on occasion and earlier this year. Not not anymore. Hands look good. Um, and like you said, body control and adjustment was was key for him in a lot of these catches um, yesterday. So I'm I'm just so happy for Scoot and continuing to watch him grow is something that I'm looking forward to, man. He's going to be the, if you really look at this wide receiver room, you know, we have a bright future. We really do. There's a lot of pieces in play here. And, um, you know, Christian, I think is going to have a role on this team going forward. I really do. I know I might be in the minority with that, that opinion. Um, but he's one of these weapons that we just got to figure out how to use it correctly, you know? And, um, it was just so good to see Scoot start us off. What a, what a start to the game. You know, that was so huge. Um, it's almost, you know, we weren't forcing him the ball, but clearly there were there was a look to him early to get him going early in this game and to get us going early in this game. And I believe that's why we took the shot play right out of the gate was because, you know, we're on the road, you know, and, you know, if you remember Detroit hit us a few years back with Maddie Stafford on the flea flicker on the opening play at Lambeau, and torched us. And I think LaFleur just figured, Hey, let's, let's punch him in the mouth right away and see, see what we can do. You know, because really, if you think about it, that first drive, you know, if we crash and burn in that first drive, that, that surprises probably nobody, right? All the naysayers thought we didn't stand a chance in, anyway. So why not throw all caution to the wind literally and just chuck it down the field and target our guy. And uh, I just, the way Watson has responded to through all of this adversity early in his career is just going to make him a better player in the future. Um, but yeah, back to the actual football talk here. Uh, yeah. Great technique by Scoot here. Um, you can really see him keeping his eyes and head where it needs to be as he's adjusting. That's how a lot of times you can drop that ball or bobble it. Cause you lose where you're, where you're tracking it. So uh, Scoot is really coming into his own as a pro wide receiver right now. And it shows it really does. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. 
We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Yeah, no doubt, man. And, and again, he, like someone had told me on Twitter, they had messaged me and they said, you know, uh, he's not a natural catcher. He kind of, you know, he, he's, he's not comfortable at the catch point. That's true. And that's okay. That's something you work on throughout your career, right? You do see him getting a little bit grabby at times. Look, we're going to criticize Jordan, not criticize. We're going to, we're going to show what Jordan can do better, right? From two out of shape, dude sitting on the couch. <laughs> We're going to show, okay, here's where you can probably improve. We're going to do the same thing with the receivers, good and bad. That's the thing. You never want to turn into the fan, and this is just me personally and, and having studied like, you know, Pat Kerwin and, and Bill Walsh and people like that. You never want to be the fan that when things go the way you thought they were going to go, it's just, ha-ha, yeah, what would you think of that? No, there's, there's little things even in the positives that you have to look at and say, okay, this can be done a little bit better. That's what you need to work on. It's, and some people say it's word salad, it's coach speak. It's a real thing. They're constantly looking for something, even in the positives, that go, could have done that better. That's one thing he can work on. But just love to see him get that, that huge performance, man. Uh, I think he's awesome. I think he handled all the criticism perfect. I love how Jordan came out and said, hey, look, it's on me too. I got to throw better balls. All those things I think is important. Uh, Packer, uh, Packer fan 12 in the chat says, hit that like button. Love is the guy. Y'all need to quit playing with him. Uh, just like Gary said, where's the turkey leg? Go, Pat, go. Love is the guy. Um, yeah, and, you know, here's the other thing, too, um, when it comes to that. I want to see the rest of the season. Um, but right now, man, if if he continues to build this momentum and kind of stabilize the fact that, okay, he probably is the guy. He is – let's just say he is the guy. 
Think of how the other teammates are going to buy into that now. And think of the platform that it gives Jordan Love to be the leader that the team needs, right? He can now step up and be like, okay, the more vocal he is as he's performing well, the more the message will hit home. What I want to see from Jordan Love is him and Matt LaFleur attached at the hip. I want the team to know whatever LaFleur says, Jordan Love is 110% on board with because we haven't really had that here of recently. I've defended Rodgers more than anyone, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend like there wasn't a little bit of something there where Rodgers is looking at Matt like, come on, that's a stupid play call. 99% of the time I looked at it and that was a stupid play call. But nonetheless, you've got to see your quarterback attached at your offensive play calling head coach's hip. And let's give Matt LaFleur some freaking love today too. And, and like Packer Fan 12 said, we got a herd in here right now, guys. If you don't mind, just take a quick second, hit that like button for us. That will help uh, other Packer fans find this content as well. If you would just do that for me, we really, really appreciate that. Um, let's see what else in the chat here. I like this one, Tim. Steve is real says, uh, I wonder if Clayton and Tim can dance like Watson. I don't know, Tim. You, I think you got those moves, man. For me, though, people call me a dancer. You call me anything you want, but don't call me that. Telling you right now, man. You're I sure about that? <laughs> Mandy disagrees, but I do. I, I, I'm sorry. When you feel awkward, you're being awkward. And anytime if you want to know anything about my sweet dance moves, just watch the movie Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> that, that's how I get down for sure. Um, no, <laughs> definitely not a dancer. Um, but I will say this, you know what I, I really like? And I'm I'm actually pleasantly surprised as, as we're talking about the dance moves. You know, these these kids out there, man, this young team we have, I'm not really seeing anything in the along the lines of just excessive ridiculous celebrating right it seems like we kind of these guys are from the lombardi school here right act like you've been there before you know rome had the touchdown uh, last week we saw a little little shimmy and a dance and that was it you know same thing here Jaden reed touchdown scoot had a touchdown a little quick selly teammate comes around boop off we go we got to do it again i love it you know and that's how it should be you should have fun playing football um but, you know, always keep your head in the game. And I just think it's refreshing to see a young team coming together and playing like this and not going too crazy after these these tutters, you know, because we should we we, we want to get used to that. We want to constantly have been there before. You know, we don't want this to be a new, exciting thing every time we get it get in the end zone. So shout out to the young guys for uh, having fun and celebrating and you know, doing all the fun things that come with playing this game, um, but also knowing that, hey, it, there's more work to be done and, you know, the game continues on. So uh, it's just uh, really good to see in a young team. Definitely. I want to go to a couple of text messages that I got, Tim. Um, this one right here came in uh, from Matt in Oshkosh. He said, uh, there were three parts of the game that the Packers took that crowd out of the game. You could literally hear it. We just talked about it right there, right? Um, it was immediately on the first play, the bomb to Watson. Tucker Craft and his touchdown. Hey, shout out to Tucker Craft getting that first tutter, man. He looked all right yesterday. He looked all right. Um, let's see the uh, the play after they didn't give to AJ a first down in the fumble return. What did you think about the Dorsey play bringing the ball out of the end zone and getting drilled by Benny Sapp? I hate that camera angle. It doesn't show the action the way it should. Always uh, thank you for your thoughts, buddy. The Benny Sapp tackle. I came up off the bar stool, Tim. I was sitting there. I had my cranberry sauce, you know, basically drenching the plate. And I'm, I'm, I'm living my best uh, obese life over there eating Thanksgiving dinner. And when Benny Sapp made that tackle, 
I was like, who? I literally said, and it part of my language, I said, who the hell was that? <laughs> it was Benny Seth the third, man. I think that got him, if I remember correctly, it was in the first quarter. And I think it pinned them. It, it got their starting field position at like the 16 or something crazy, man. That, that, that invisible yardage, Tim, it's a real thing, dude. Oh, yeah. And, you know, those type of plays, <laughs> everyone talks about, oh, yeah, you got to make plays on special teams, you know, if you want to get a get a spot on the, on the squad moving forward, right? Well, hey, special teams plays tilt games all the time. And we had a couple of them. And, um, dude, Benny Sapp is, is playing like a dude who hasn't been able to play football for a while and really wants to play football. The guy's, you know, had a lot of surgeries on that knee. He's dealt with adversity. Um, so when he's getting these opportunities, man, oh, my goodness, to watch him fly down and make that play. We got another one later in the game, I believe, by, was it Rochelle? That's that slapped a punt right at the right at the goal line there. That mm -hmm. was another great, great, phenomenal play by special teams on this squad. But yeah, man, there there's nothing but um, excitement when you see plays like that. And um, you know, Benny Sapp might be called upon to do a little more than special teams here for us too as we uh, grind towards the end of this season. So you never know. But just really good to see a lot of these uh, faces that were semi-familiar with or maybe not familiar with some of us fans and um, getting to see these guys get some exposure for, uh, you know, the hard work that they put in out there on the field. It's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We got another message here from Roland in Long Island. He said, if Packer fans are saying Jordan Love isn't having a good year so far, maybe show them this. So we did the comp last week, Tim, you found it. Um, Jalen Hurts, right? This week, um, and this is what uh, Roland in Long Island says, both quarterbacks working with new young receivers. One has Travis Kelsey, obviously talking about the Chiefs quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. Pat Mahomes on the year, 2,619 yards, 19 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Jordan Love, 2,599 yards, okay, 19 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Put some respect on his name. And, and these are the numbers that they're important. Don't get me wrong, Roland. They're important. And thank you so much for texting. You and Matt, really appreciate y'all reaching out on the text line. These are important, but sometimes numbers can be deceiving. In this case, I don't think they are. You went out yesterday. You throw for three th three touchdown passes, right, Tim? Am I thinking right? Let's pull up the box score real quick. I don't want to tell you guys wrong. Uh, yeah, three tutters. So we went 22 of 32, 268 for three touchdowns, a rating of 125.5. He hit one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different receivers. He targeted eight, but hit seven different receivers. Um, just an, an awesome day by Jordan Love. And I love uh, what Roland said there too, man, just comparing it to Patrick Mahomes. It's important to take the performance that you've got, you know, taking place right now and going, okay, how does it compare to some of the greats across the league? That completion percentage continues to go up, Tim. I think they said we're above 60% now. Look out, dude. Look out. This team, listen, I, in no way, shape, or form am I saying this is a Super Bowl contender. All I want to do, though, is remind people that in 2010, there wasn't a person on the face of the earth saying the Packers were a Super Bowl contender. And it just goes to show you that, like Aaron Rodgers said, just one or two plays can change the whole trajectory of your season. But uh, what do you think about that comparison there to Pat Mahomes, then? I'll tell you what. <laughs> when we get our third victory in a row and beat the Chiefs at home on sun next Sunday, Dang. I'm going to tell you right now, they're they're going to believe then, and you're going to watch the narrative shift in this league real quickly. And we are going to start hearing a little those little chirping words about playoffs. You know, we're I tell you what, Clayton, pretty soon we're going to bury that Jim Mora clip 
because yeah. <laughs> we might we might be be right in that mix. And I'm telling you right now, nobody in the NFC is going to want to face this Packers team in a wild card game scenario. Um, I, I I just love it. I love everything I'm seeing right now. I believed all along. And this is not me, you know, tooting my own horn or anything. But I said going into this game, I absolutely believe we were going to we were going to beat Detroit. And I absolutely believe we can beat Kansas City at home. And woo, we already talked about the rest of the schedule. Yeah. We already talked about the rest of the schedule after that. We talked about getting one out of these two games here, you know, Detroit and Kansas City. Well, we got one already. So, you know, might as well get them both and then face, a, you know, a, a completely 100% beatable New York Giants team and uh, keep going forward with some steam to close out this season, right? I mean, we're excited. It's gonna. It's about to be December, and it looks like we're trending towards playing some meaningful football. And, um, you know, there's a lot of, lot of people who have had faith in this team from the very beginning. And, um, you know, it's just uh, really good to see the team respond after so many ups and downs and struggles. You, know, you have a four-game losing streak. The entire league wants to write you off. Some of your own fans want to write you off. People go doom and gloom. Oh, no, what are we going to do? Somebody please put Sean Clifford out there. Oh, my gosh. The, 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 the crap we had to say and hear and deal with. Looking at where we are now, you know, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's like that text we, 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 we talked offline yesterday, right? It was a tough, tough day for the fire Joe Barry crowd. And it was a real tough day for the Jordan loves, not the guy crowd. So um, I'm proud of this team and I'm still confident uh, players make plays. Um, there's 53 men on a roster for a reason because, you know, next man up. And we had that. We had a lot of guys step up. How about Quay Walker and Preston Smith in pass coverage? You guys still complaining about Joe Barry putting those guys on receivers? Why don't we run the well, – I can't wait to do Chalk Talk and watch Preston Smith handling Amon Ross St. Brown. <laughs> I mean, let me tell you guys, there, and there's a reason Joe Barry's smiling like a proud father because, you know, he put this system together – and, uh, you know, last year we saw the struggles. I think, you know, this year these guys are finally believing in the concept. They're understanding what what this quarter's coverage, the man-match principles, the things we talk about uh, that Barry's trying to do, they're seeing it. And guess what? Guys made tackles yesterday. That's another thing. We executed. Players got to play. Um, so there's a lot of reasons to be confident going into our next game against the Chiefs. The big bad Chiefs aren't as scary as they used to be. Um, you're going to respect that opponent, but you're not going to fear him. And you're going to come into Lambeau and take care of home and get us another dub. I always yeah. said they can't, they can't go on a streak until they prove they can win two in a row. Well, they took care of that yesterday. Yep. What, what was the major league? Only thing left to only thing left to do now is win the whole doggone thing. Right. Yeah. He also said we won today. That's two in a row. If we win tomorrow, that's called a winning streak. It has happened before. <laughs> <laughs> Love that movie. All time movie, man. Um, yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, you, you said smiling like a proud father. Here's the difference between someone who grew up on the streets of Milwaukee and Tim and someone who uh, grew up in Harlan County, Kentucky. You say smiling like a proud father. We said smiling like a possum, possum in a dumpster, right? So <laughs> <laughs> You find a possum in a dumpster, a raccoon in a dumpster, just leave them alone. They are living their best life in there. I promise you that. Um, let's see, Chris N., thank you for the super chat, buddy. He said, after 11 games, same passing yards and touchdowns, as a rod. Now check this out. I just pulled it here. It may have been Chris who tagged me, whoever tagged me really appreciate you taking the time to do that. I just downloaded. Let's see if we can find it here. Bang. 
this is going to blow your mind, Tim. Listen, I didn't take the time to fact check this, but there's been like three different tweets that I've been tagged in, different people posting this. Hopefully we can see it well enough here. So this was uh, obviously, it looked like a Facebook post. Um, Dennis M. Roy, um, I'm assuming was on Facebook, said, so I've been keeping track of the stats comparing Aaron, Aaron Rodgers versus Jordan Love their first season as the Packers starting quarterback. Mostly I've been doing this because Packer fans, quote unquote fans, have been moaning, uh, being and moaning all season as Love has been trying to find his feet as a signal caller on a team that is rebuilding, whereas it seems folks thought this was – uh, this would be another run at a Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers' numbers, um, 228 of 359, 63.5% completion percentage, 2,599 yards, seven touchdowns, nine interceptions. He was sacked 23 times. He ran the ball 42 times for 162 yards, four touchdowns, and uh, three for a loss, looks like here. Okay, so love. If, I want you guys to key in on the passing yards. Rodgers, 2,599 passing yards, right? Love, 2,599 passing yards. That is insane. Time is a flat circle, right? Um, now look at the touchdowns. 17 touchdowns for Rodgers. Jordan Love, 19 touchdowns. Interceptions for Rodgers, nine interceptions. Interceptions for Love, 10. Pretty cool that only one more interception but two more tutters. The same exact passing yards, Tim. That is insanity, bro. Absolute insanity. And he, he went on to say, what's the point of following, of, of following this? Basically, I wanted to compare their seasons to see if there was any difference uh, when it was all said and done. The only thing that has mattered to me um, was that there was growth and progress with his play, leadership and decision making, which um, we have we have seen. Most people will scroll past the post and that's fine. But for the love of God, just let the kid play. Uh, this has been my TED Talk. Thank you for coming. I love it, man. So I don't know where you can. I guess you can find him on Facebook. That looks like a Facebook post. Uh, Dennis M. Roy. All good stuff there, Tim. That is wild, man. And again, Chris M., thank you for the super chat, buddy. Appreciate you pointing that out. What do you think about that, man? Because, look, everybody, the gatekeepers will tell you you're not allowed to compare them to. Stop comparing them to Rogers. Stop comparing them to Rogers. Listen, you're a Packer fan. You can do whatever the hell you want to do. The next time one of these gatekeepers that think they're more important than you tell you you can't focus on something or look at something analytically from a certain direction or criticize the training staff or criticize the GM or give Joe Barry credit, tell them to stick it up the rear end, dude. Like, I'm so sick of this. Fan how you want to fan and stay off other people's Twitter page telling them how to fan. It just blows my mind. But um, Chris, I think, makes a good point there. I think it's cool how those numbers stack up, Tim. What do you think? A little bit, little bit eerie with the passing yards, right? Yeah, it is. And, you know, hey, it comes with the territory, right? I mean, Rodgers didn't stop. I mean, when did they ever stop comparing him to Brett? I mean, man won a Super Bowl. It literally took winning a Super Bowl in 2010 season to to kind of start the – kind of quieted the comparisons a little bit. Um, but that's something that comes with the territory, right? And, you know, hey, that's the lineage. That's what we do here, right? We, we, uh, we're known for our quarterbacks the last uh, – Oh, I don't know, 30-ish years of uh, football. So mm-hmm. it doesn't surprise me at all that, that you know, Jay Money's being compared to, to Aaron, and that's and that's okay. Like you said, you know, fan how you want to fan. And plus, when you see numbers like that, it's kind of hard to ignore. <laughs> it's kind of hard to not see um, when you look at these stats. Um, but, uh, you know, I think when it's all said and done, Jordan might, you know, when, when the numbers come in here after this season, Jordan might have a better first-year statistics as a starter. 
you know, and what what does that mean? Well, I don't know. It means it's good for us right now in, in the, the reality of the the situation in the real world. But, you know, going retroactively backwards, it doesn't doesn't really mean much. Right. Oh, OK. You had a better first year than than Aaron Rodgers did, you know, back in 2008 or whatever. So I, I don't I, I don't see where that really matters. But like I my my thought is it comes with the territory. Right. This guy's taken over for a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, you know, the entire league is, ex- you know, expecting this team to be a dumpster fire for the foreseeable future without Aaron Rodgers. And what Jordan Love is doing and, and is going to continue to do is just prove those people wrong. And uh, when you look at the, you know, it's like watching a boxing match, right? You see a fight and you think you know who the winner is. And then you look at the the, the round <laughs> card and the, the tail of the tape and you're like, wow, this guy, this guy totally got his butt kicked. What was I looking at? I mean, it's kind of like that right now, you know? very quietly Jordan Love is uh putting together a really good first year here as a as a starter so um the comparisons are going to be there I don't have a problem with it um and I think Jordan is handling that as as well as any uh quarterback can in this situation and he knows the truth the truth is you know the comparisons are going to be there regardless the best thing that that he can do is go out there and just get better and ball out and, uh, you know, he'll separate himself at some point and we'll just be talking about Jordan Love and Jordan Love's quarterback play uh, rather than the comparison t- uh, to Rodgers. But that could be two, three, four or five seasons away from from us right now. So I think Jay Money's just focused on what he can control. And that's, uh, you know, his play and his play has stepped up. Anyone who's refusing to acknowledge that has their head in the sand. Um, the last six weeks, you know, five, six weeks, Jordan Love is really uh really uh, come along and um, he's, he's continuing to grow, man. I mean, even the short throws that we talk about the deep ball issues, but the short throws, man, were looking better yesterday and um, the timing and the reads. So, uh, you know, I don't think the comparisons will ever go away, but they might get a little quieter as uh, Jordan continues to improve. Yeah, definitely. Badger trio. Thank you for the super chat, buddy. He said Packers should do a, do a video of love getting his Turkey. I completely agree with that, man. Definitely. Mike Hebring with the super chat says, "Give Goot some props for this team's depth as well." Absolutely. Um, you know, you got you got to look at it from a, from the standpoint of okay, who made the plays yesterday? Who were, who was the difference maker? I think Jordan Love was one, right? I think Rashawn Gary was one. Rashawn Gary was absolutely huge. We'll talk about him here in a second. Um, Jaden Reed allowing that ball to stick in his sternum, right? <laughs> Big player Christian Watson, right? The touchdown. 53 bomb. Yeah. You got uh, Tucker Craft with the tutter. You got Watson with his tutter. All those guys, Goody picked and picked, right? And you're seeing right. the impact in the biggest game of the year so far. Now, does that mean you can't criticize him for the other things that he's done wrong? Absolutely not. Again, we don't tell people how to fan, right? Um, you know, I, I, I'm telling you, man, that Rasul Douglas trade, I'm afraid it's going to bot us in a rear end eventually. But imagine him. But, you know, the performance he had in Buffalo the other night, right, the two interceptions, imagine him on this roster too. Holy cow, bro, this defense. And, again, I just don't like the idea of placing more value on a third-round pick than a player who's a proven commodity at a really good price, you know. But, Mike, you're spot on, dude. Got to give good credit for this uh, team depth as well. Um, absolutely, man. And, we, and we're not going to agree with every single move that he makes. It doesn't mean that we're not going to give him the, the respect that he's, that he's due, right? You know, mm-hmm. like you don't have to be a – you can question some of the moves and the picks doesn't make you a goody hater. 
you know, it just, it just makes you a a fan and you're looking at this stuff objectively. You know, I, I honestly would maybe give Goody a little bit of an edge. I think he's hit on more picks than he's missed. And, you know, is looking good too. Yeah. So like, you know, 50, 50, if you can hit 50, 50 on your draft picks, that's, that's a heck of an accomplishment. But if you're in that 60, 40, 70, 30 range where it's like more often than not, these guys you are drafting are turning out to be players in this league. I mean, that says something about our GM and, you know, it's almost like, you know, there's a method to the madness, even if we don't understand it, I guess is how I look at it. Cause we're not in those, those offices at 1265 where we don't know what goes on on, you know, Goody probably has, you know, five cell phones, secret phone numbers and the bat line and all this communication that, that can happen. Like we don't know the inner workings um, as well as we think we do when it comes to drafting a player um, in this league or signing a free agent or making a trade. So I agree with you 100% that we're not always going to like the moves, but there's a bigger picture. And uh, when you see some of these guys executing on the field, it's hard not to, uh, to look at your GM and smile and go, wow, well, everybody freaked out when we, uh, we grabbed LDN there last year. And then, then we see him bust up a fake punt in a, in a crucial game, you know, and you see him, holding contain on some of these plays or, or, you know, coming around the edge and and getting to the quarterback. And, you know, there's a lot of promise there. And that's another, that's another goody draft pick. So, you know, it's okay. You don't, you don't have to be in one camp. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a goody apologist and I'm not a goody hater. I'm a Packers fan and I believe in my GM and I'm going to take the good with the bad and yeah. Trading Rasul for a bag of footballs and a third or fourth round draft pick kind of, it kind of boggled my mind a little, but one can't deny, man, this team is playing better, better ball as of late. And, um, you know, when all the pieces come in together, uh, good things can happen. And so, and Hey, we like Rasul as a player. Good for him too. You know, he, he hasn't missed a beat, you know, he's playing good football out there in Buffalo. You know, sometimes trades can go the other way too. And the player can get affected when he goes to a new, new team in, in different system. So it's good to see him have success out there and, and uh, fit in with, with Buffalo. And we're having success here with, uh, you know, Bal and Val and our young guys in the secondary. So ultimately this deal might work out. Yeah. And they say the best deals across the league is, is when it's a good deal for both teams. Right. Um, that, that seems like it might be the case, but Mike, thank you for the super chat, buddy. Look at Joyce in here. I'm hoping I'm saying the last name, right. Is it, is it goose goose maybe um, Joyce? Thank you so much for uh, gifting 50 Packers Total Access membership. So there's 50 new members of the PTA Posse, some of which don't even know they're members, right? But guys, go check. If you you are a member of the PTA Posse by midnight of next Sunday, not this Sunday, but next Sunday, um, we're going to be doing a giveaway. We're going to be giving away an autographed Dorsey Levins jersey um, there on the post-game show. So, Joyce, thank you so much for being a blessing. We appreciate you doing that. You were absolutely awesome. Um, We got Boz here. With the super chat said turkey fun for Jordan. Go pack go. I'll make sure that that twenty dollars gets to gets to uh, the Packers so they can uh, make sure that uh, Jordan Love gets his turkey late. It just blows my mind. It's such a missed opportunity, and especially with the pre. I listen. I don't. I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. I shouldn't be bitter, Tim. But that whole pregame was lines, 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 lines. Everything was about the lines. That's why I put the tweet out. Look, I'm not the one to say. Hey, I'm always the person when when people come with the conspiracy theories that the league is rigged and this and that. I'm the guy going, shut up. You look like a moron. Like, don't tag me in that stuff. When you seen the no call on the trip 
to Watson when they tripped him going deep. All I could think about was all the pregame festivities around Detroit and how they're back and all this stuff. And there was nothing, I mean, absolutely nothing said about the Packers. It's hard for me. All I said in the tweet was, it's hard for me to stand on my argument when that type of stuff happens. I'm just saying, I'll leave it at that. But, Boz, thank you. Thank you much for the super chat. I use that as a platform to bash the officials. Pretty cool there. So, um, hey, I gotta, I gotta love the fact that our, our biggest complaint is a turkey leg um, after a game. Feels good, right? <laughs> pretty good game, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty good yeah. game, right? We're just worried about a turkey leg. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Boz, again, man, I really, really appreciate the generous uh, donation there, buddy. You're absolutely awesome. Uh, we got another super chat here. Dan, the DM, said, Traden Douglas gave this team a kick in the arse. Hey, I think there's a lot of truth to that, Dan. That's the one thing that I overlooked. Um, I think it did kind of put everybody on notice, like, look, this season ain't going the way we need. If we have to, we'll have a fire sale. I think that's a real thing, too. And Emilio just jumps in here. I'm sure he's on a food hangover like the rest of us. But Emilio, I'll let you address that, man. Do you think them trading Russell Douglas might have gave this team a kick in the butt? I think I think it gave everybody a kick in the butt. We were all we were all upset about it. You know, we were all kind of in a mood about it. So um, if it if it spiked up the team, hey, it worked. I'm excited. You know, we didn't get the back to backs right away, but. Like we said, they're they're building each week, and we see it kind of coming together slowly. You know, it's exciting. Yeah, definitely, Dan the man. Thank you so much, or Dan the DM. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for the chat, buddy. We appreciate you there, man. And like Derek K says, we got a herd in here. Uh, largest good morning Lambo crowd we've ever had. Make sure you guys that. hit that like. Hit that like button for us, guys. If you don't care, that'll help uh, other Packer fans find this uh, this podcast as well. This uh, this YouTube show. I like this uh-huh. right here. Mark in the chat. What did he say? He said one word. Let me. Where's it at, man? It, it's yeah. way too far down the line. Oh, it's been a while. Mark says. <laughs> oh, dude, Amelia, let's get your take on the game real quick, man. Just initial thoughts. Me and Tim, we've been in here fanboying for almost an hour now. I know. I mean, I know. I was uh, hit a hit a couple Black Fridays early morning. Get in and out of there, you know. Before it, you see the 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 parking lot's already full at six a.m., you know. But once it starts filling by nine, it's you got to get out of there. Yeah, you put um, you in there putting old ladies in headlocks. Yeah, oh, out of me, bro. Yeah, yeah they, no elbows. Yeah, yeah. Emilio looked back and said, "Would you stop hitting me in the ankle with your buggy?" <laughs> this is what he got. I'm not going to. So quit asking. That's exactly <laughs> so the it. old lady told him. <laughs> That's my spot in line, lady. Come on now. <laughs> But, Go ahead, uh, Emilio. What's your what's your thoughts, man? Dude, great game, great game. It, what we needed for a for a national televised game, the the past, you know, for how we showed up the past couple times on TV, we needed something like this to set the tone. I mean, everyone at, at twelve, no one's really eating right at noon. Everyone's sitting down. Hey, first game of the day's on. What's gonna do? Oh, we took the ball. We marched down the field and scored seven. Okay, all right. That's what I like to see, you know. Matt, let's change. Let's do what? What's a spark plug? Hey, the spark plug was, you know, get the kick in the arse for for getting rid, rid of Rasul. Matt Lafleur said, "Hey, let's do something for this offense to give him a spark," yeah. like we did against um, Minnesota last year with the, uh, you know, with Rodgers. First play of the game, deep ball to Watson. What maybe it was what a touch under? Who cares? Who <laughs> cares? Right? You know, it was in double double covered basically. Went up, made the play, and the team just kept fighting. Um, it was exactly what we needed uh, for you know this week for how we're growing. It was a short week, 
um, you know, right after a, uh, after a tough loss. So it was, uh, or no, what am I saying? Well, we won that last one. Jeez. Yeah. 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 But, but I mean, even still, you know, we, we're short turnaround, quick week and the team came out and played what I saw. I saw earlier, uh, right. Clayton Barry, 2024, or is that yeah. what we're, uh, is that where we're That's the campaign, man. On, yeah. I'm, I'm the campaign manager out here. I am not a crook. All right. <laughs> yeah. The whole nine yards. Uh, it's it's just awesome, man. It's literally everything we wanted to see. This is everything we wanted to see week one that wasn't ready to happen because everybody was, you know, so young and so coming together as a team. And their fight, like you that that video of Rashawn, guy was breaking down in tears. The one of the toughest guys on the team, you know, the heart and soul of the defense. Break down in tears just because he worked his way back. The team fought, you know, trainers helped him. Everybody helped him get to this point. He got, you know, he got a bag and he's still showing up for us. So, yeah, definitely. Badger Trio with the super chat said, How close do you think we are to giving love a big deal? Um, so here's the deal to, to fact check this, okay? You guys try to do a little bit of research. To the best of my knowledge, you have to wait a 12 month, uh, you have to wait a 12 month period before you can extend a contract again. So he got the contract extension this, this past year. Right. Mm-hmm. And they gave him basically a one year extension. So he's under contract through next year. So I think if I remember correctly, that contract extension came around May or June, somewhere in that ballpark. So we can't even think about extending them until that point. But I think this is a really good question. We go, it's it's hilarious because we go one week from, oh, he isn't the guy, not necessarily one week, but two or three weeks ago, it's like, oh, we don't know if he's the guy. Now we're ready to extend him. And Badger Trio, I say we because not just you, and I don't even know your stance on this, whether you want to extend him or not. Um, it's just funny how the emotions, <laughs> you know, that, that'll be a video y'all cut me doing that. They'll think I'm some kind of video. <laughs> hey. But the emotional, you know, roller coaster that we have. Um, you go from one second going, all right, we need to lock this guy up now to the next second going, all right, we're probably going to be drafting a quarterback. That's the NFL season, right? Mm-hmm. But to answer your question, it can't happen, to the best of my knowledge, you guys double check it, it can't happen until around May or June. And then even if it does happen, Tim, what do you think, man? Are you are you ready to give Jordan Love a four-year extension based off what you've seen? And listen, I understand you're going to say the same thing that I would say, Tim, which is, uh, let's 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 wait to the end of the year, right? We we already gave him a little bit of security in that one year extension, but if you had to make the decision right now, are you extending him? Or are you going? Nah, I think we're going to move on. Well, there's no way I'm moving on. You, you know, me, I'm, not, I'm to I'm that. Not, you know, we're think of the investment we have into him already. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not you're not going to develop a guy and watch him right at the apex of him, his development as he, things are really starting to click. We're seeing what we're seeing out there now. You're not going to let that guy go and light it up somewhere else. Are you kidding right. me? So, um, you know, yeah, I'd like to see more football. But if we keep trending in this direction, we're just going to see more and more improvement. And, you know, he ain't going to get cheaper the more mm-hmm. yards and tutters he's putting up on the board. So, right. You know, the sooner you can extend them, I think you do. That's my opinion. Again, I'm not a GM, never will be, um, never was one. But, uh, you know, if it were up to me, yeah, springtime, let's get the deal done. Um, Because, you know, we can let them play on that last year, right? Mm -hmm. But you're not, I I don't, I don't know what that, what does that say to him if you do that too, you know? What does it say to the team too? Right. Yeah. What does it say to the team? And what does it say to, to, to Jay Money if you make them do that? So I think, an extension comes and I, and I do think it's um, 
you know, it's not super long-term. I think you're right. Four-year deal, right? Four or five-year deal. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we know how those contracts worth work in the NFL. Sometimes that last year or two years aren't really years at all. So I think if the Packers commit to him and uh, Jordan Love also doesn't strike me as a money hungry dude. No. I don't think the dollars and cents of it all are going to be the intriguing mm-hmm. factor. If anything, Jordan's going to be the type of guy that may maybe does want more years on a deal uh, from a team rather than uh, the money. But absolutely no brainer. Um, of course, Clayton, I am with you. Yeah, let's we, we said we wanted a 17 game season here to really get an understanding, but. I've seen enough. I mean, I said it sarcastically a couple of weeks ago that I've seen enough to extend them. Right. Uh, but then again, you know, I've been a, I've been a believer for a while here um, with Jordan. And uh, I know a lot of us out there were, too. There have been some doubters. Period. Point blank. If you watch this football team, you already know he's improving. So I think we have to. I think we have to extend them. That's that's my uh, that's my take on the matter for what it's mm-hmm. worth. Plant corn, get corn, Tim, right? Yep. We we how did we we sat behind Rodgers the little things that we wanted to see yeah he's you know he, he's off balance when he throws some of those balls he's jump twisting you know he's throwing with his with his torso he's not using his base but all those little things the things that we hope he picked up it's all coming together everybody's starting to see it that present I was talking about Christmas might come early you know maybe we can unwrap it two weeks before Christmas is up but everything we're seeing is him you know progressing him seeing things him understanding the defenses him. You know, you know, seeing seeing the double safety, seeing single coverage high, all of that is is exciting and really awesome to see. And the way Matt was running that game, I loved him, man. I, I thought he was, you know, pedal down the whole time. I wanted us to break thirty, but I, you know, a couple couple uh, uh, little uh, weak leg. At least we know uh, Carlson's range right now. Um, that was uh, you know, in, in the stadium and everything. So we we know how far he can kick it. I'd say about sixty one would be it, but. Um, yeah. you know, it's, everybody's growing. It's, it's the young team and, and to see that, and, and they talked about it all day. You know, we're talking about the, the lions all day. And I know you just were on the, we're on the leg and that was rough, man. Everybody else gets a leg and Jordan love doesn't that's a problem. It's that's, a bad that's, look. It's a bad that's look. Issue. That's a, but it, but I'm hear me out. If the Detroit, you know, Jared Goff came out there and they won it, you know, and Swift had three touchdowns there probably would have been two turkey legs and a football and, you know, and some confetti popping. So spiral cut ham, the whole yeah, nine yards. Yeah. Yeah. Jack Harlow, he, he had a stage. We, we, could <laughs> something. so, I mean, come on now. We can get I'm him so, a stage. We I'm can't get so grateful. Leg. I'm so grateful. I missed the halftime show. <laughs> Bro. It was I, everybody in, in the house that I was in was like, what in the world is going on? And it was like, Somebody compared it to some toy set, some some little girls' toys. Like it looked like something like what? Yeah. And then it they did a side by side of this is how Detroit does a halftime show, and then they show Dolly Parton down in Dallas, yeah. Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like, like the hippo or like the the snowball game, like yeah. where you where you put all. Mm. I sent a tweet out too. I said that loud noise you just heard were nursing homes across America reacting to Dolly Parton in a Dallas Cowboys cheerleading outfit. Bro. <laughs> it was listen. Hurt Dollywood, you know this, Amelia, right down the road from where we're at, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just we're in Dolly Parton country out yeah. here. Oh, yeah. They got license plates for her down here. So you're, you're telling me she's got a whole roller coaster named after her, yeah. and she goes down to Texas, she gets, you know, the nines, 
<laughs> we get a snowball and no turkey legs. I mean, come on now. This is this is where we build cars every year. Like what? This is where America started. What? We can't get a we can't get a turkey over there. Can't, can't get a can't get an Eminem halftime performance. I mean, he's like the biggest Detroit Lions fan yeah. of all time, right? He's been supporting that team his whole life, right? You, you trying to trigger me? Maybe they were worried. <laughs> Maybe they were worried about an L. You know. You ain't going to hear from Eminem for a few weeks. You watch. All of a sudden, he's going to disappear again. Uh-huh. Um, funny how that works. Badger Trio, thank you for the super chat, but we appreciate it. We got Steve is real in the house. Said, I'm hearing a lot of Lions fans saying the fumble for a touchdown is wrong, and that's why they lost. Any thoughts? Well, here's here's the game plan for those Lion fans crying as if that is the reason they lost that game. Oh, we're going to give him some mm-hmm. All day long on Twitter. All day long. Um, it doesn't surprise me, though. Well, the thing was – Oh, my bad, Clayton. I mean, oh, you're good, you're good you know right. what bothers me is that whole pregame. They just they never once talked about the past fifty years where they've had to wear paper bags over their heads, and now they're just like, oh no, no, we're an elite team. You guys don't come and interview me normally. Like I'm a radio host, you know, I'm never doing this stuff. But they're our team's elite. You know, we're going to the Super Bowl sort of thing. You just got worked on national television, and the only reason yep. you know it, it was that close in the end was just because. We started playing, you know, back off and, you know, cut it up underneath. But it hey, was this, this, this team, Emilio, you're right. They, they're they no different than the Packers right now. Like mm-hmm. they they have not won anything. I'm, I'm so sick of these these elitist fans from Detroit acting like there's some there's some powerhouse that's proven and battle tested. You guys have won nothing. Right. You know, you and you talk about last year uh, take knocking us out of the playoffs uh, contention in the final game of the year. That mm-hmm. was the biggest game for you. Detroit right. wasn't even playing for a, a playoff spot last year, yeah. and this year, and this year they looked really good in the regular season, right? Except uh, apparently on Thanksgiving Day they didn't look so good um, against our Packer team. But yeah, man, these Detroit fans, fair weather as they come, a lot of them, you yeah. know. And, and Clayton talked about this the, uh, the other day. You know, we're not saying all Detroit fans. There are there are uh, ride or die Detroit Lions fans that have been there through thick and thin with the the dark ages and everything. Um, but there's no there's a direct correlation between the fact that they finally started selling games out at Ford Field this year, and they hadn't done that the past what was it, fifteen or sixteen mm-hmm. years, twenty years or something. So that in in and of itself shows you that there's a lot of uh, bandwagon uh, jumpers for sure. Right. You're absolutely right, Emilio. And how fair weather would they be if somehow they were eight and three and somehow it becomes eight and nine and they just, <laughs> you know, or nine and eight, something oh, yeah. like that. And yeah. in, in just the absolute uproar that's going to happen in the, you know, I know this. They got they got ten days to uh, to think about this L to the best of my knowledge. Like Carly Ray pointed out in the chat, you know we got ten days to celebrate this thing. Mm-hmm. Victory we, Friday feels even better than Victory Monday. So here we got some advice to the Lions fan. I got some advice for y'all. Take two weeks off, then quit. There you go. Um, <laughs> check this out, uh, Emilio. Coach Monk said, "You're right. I live in Kingsport, Tennessee. So uh, just right up the road there in Kingsport, my man. man. Cities. That's what he I'm said. Talking. Yeah, I see those license plates all over the place. <laughs> yeah." Exactly. Badger Trio, all money is put into Cowboys halftime show. And I like Chad Inc. chiming in here and saying Dolly is a national treasure. She is. Listen, I made listen, I made my plastic surgery jokes last night. I ain't gonna lie, man. You know, I was I was tipsy on the cranberry sauce out of the can Ooh. and I made a few jokes, but look, when I'm Dolly's age, I hope I look like not not like that. I ain't right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. So yeah. 
anyway, we got to get ready to wrap this thing up, man. We got a herd in here. I hate to, I hate to say goodbye to everybody. I, I, I will say, if you guys don't mind, hit that like button for us. We'd really appreciate sure. it. Um, but uh, let's do it. Let's just kind of go around. Um, let's see Carly Ray here real quick. Says, did you guys see Rashawn Gary crying in the locker room when he got uh, when he got given the game ball? That was so cool to see. And then Matt Lafleur hugged him. Uh, I love seeing that kind of support and acknowledgement. Since you brought it up, I was going to save it for PTA Live. Let's go ahead and hit that real quick. You can find this video for free on Packers.com, their YouTube page, their Twitter account. Guys, make sure you hop over there and give them some love on social media. And again, this is a, this is a video of the locker room immediately following the game. You know what it feels like. You know what it looks like. That's a standard. Hell of a job. That is a total team win. Everybody getting the game off of that. I have one special game ball a year ago. You came back. You came back with the benches. The tackles, this game ball is for everybody. That's how we go out there and play community ball. Pack on three, pack on three. One, two, three. Yeah. Leaders, leaders absorb criticism and deflect praise. Yep. Sean Gary is the leader of this team. And I heard another cool thing that was said. I can't remember who posted it, who said it, but they talked about how the reason Rashawn Gary is on this team, one of the big reasons was Matt LaFleur, when he was coaching somewhere else, was at an event where Rashawn Gary was a high school player getting ready to go into college and performing. And he absolutely tore that workout up. And he said that when I think it might have been Larry McCarron talking about it, um, whoever it was, I wish I could give him credit, that when it came time for that draft, Matt LaFleur remembered Rashawn Gary from that event that, to the best of my knowledge, it was a workout that occurred when he was coming out of high school. So when you've seen them hug at the end, that's real deal right there. Mm-hmm. That's two guys that are like, look, I've got your back, you got my back. You could see Devondre Campbell on another angle standing in the background too. Devondre Campbell's a guy who played on the Atlanta Falcons when LaFleur was down there as an offensive coach. And when it came time for him to be able to pick, choose where he wanted to go play, he wanted to come play for Matt LaFleur. So mm-hmm. you're seeing some of these core guys, Tim, they're rallying around Matt LaFleur. So cool to see them uh, them embrace there at the end of that game. And what do you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And this is um, something that also comes along with the fact that, you know, Matt is uh, a younger head coach, right? This this yep. new generation of, of younger head coaches that aren't that far removed from from the players that they're coaching as far as age. You know, there's there's not a big disconnect that, that can happen when you – you know, I mean, Pete Carroll might be the exception to the rule, right? You know, the yeah. guy's pushing 80 or whatever and, and has the, the heart and attitude of a 25-year-old. Nice. Um, that's pretty rare in this league. Um, you know, we could also talk about Andy Reid in Kansas City, a couple other uh, coaches. But, you know, Matt LaFleur is right there with those guys, and they know that he believes in them. And, um, you know, he takes care of his players, all of them, whether you're, you know, last man on the depth chart or you're, you know, the star edge rusher for this team. And, um you know, when you see that, you can see in that locker room right now that these guys are connected. And they, they did. They won as a team yesterday. 
you know, and, and when they lost, they were losing as a team too, you know? So we, we always talk about finding the positives, even in a negative situation. And that's what got us through those losses. Well, now we're riding high. We got a two game win streak going and you're right. It's important to, uh, def- deflect that, that praise, right. You know, and keep your head st- screwed on straight where it, and your focus where it needs to be, um, as we close out this season. Um, you know, I don't know if they're going to win out, but I'll, I'll tell you, man, I would be not as shocked as most would be if they did, because the the trajectory of this year, the ups and downs and the the four games that we dropped there in a row, um, combined with the games that we lost that we, we should have won, you know, there is an opportunity for this team to like, I don't know, kind of make up for that, you know, because they they pound Mm -hmm. out a win streak here to, to close out the year, you know, playoffs or not right. Wild card spot or not, whatever they finish on a, on a high note and and clean up that record and things look really good. And maybe, you know, maybe we don't talk about playoffs, but we have a whole off season of exciting talk and draft speculation and all these things centered around the fact that the Packers closed the year out on a, on a six game win streak or a a seven game win streak. I mean, Mm -hmm. this could be really great. And I'm a believer. I, I hope everybody's a believer now that wasn't a believer before this, um, shout out to everyone who was believing since OTAs. We had a lot of, a lot of chatter during training camp in August. Um, Clayton, you were in that six to 10 rain, uh, win range for your prediction. Um, yeah. you know, I was saying 10 comfortably. I was very, very confident. Yeah. Very, I was talking playoffs during the preseason. Um, I, I had to pump my brakes for a little bit early in this year, but my, my faith in this team has never waned. It's never wavered and it, and it won't. And, you know, you look around that locker room, there's guys that, that, pick each other up. They believe in each other. They believe in themselves. You talk about the way Jordan's throwing the ball now in the timing of this offense. That's because he's trusting it more. These guys are developing chemistry. The throws are in rhythm. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. We finally got a game out of Josh Myers. <laughs> we, 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 you know, our offensive line did a pretty bang up job against that Detroit front. You know, things are coming together. So there's a lot to be excited about. And I will continue to be unapologetically optimistic about this Packer team as we ride this wave all the way to a wild card spot. It's going to happen, guys. We're going to keep winning. Let's get addicted to winning, right? Go Pack, go. And like you said, Tim, we needed the the back-to-back. We wanted it earlier in the season. It didn't happen. And and if we're not winning, we're learning. And like we said, hopefully they are learning from those losses. And what we're seeing from now, what we've seen the past couple weeks is that they've learned from those losses. They are building. They are, you know, stacking something every single day on top of something they've learned before. Even if we go four and two in the next six games, even if we say lose to the Chiefs and the Vikings, we could still go four and two. We would still be nine and eight. Okay. Yeah. The the and and the year, man. Right. And the reason why the Lions are getting so much pull, oh, you beat the Chiefs. What happens when we beat the Chiefs next week? And we go six and six. Then what do people start saying? Oh, and then the Lions lose. Hey, they're eight and five. You know, they're eight and whatever. We're two games out. The Vikings lose one. We're probably we're probably in the wild card seat next week if we win. And the Vi- you know the Vikings lose. Seattle lost last night. Does that yeah. help us? It definitely does. Hey, you when, know? When's the last time that happened, Emilio? Every every we took care of what we could take care of, right? And then every team that needed to lose lost. I mean. Yeah. Yep. You tell me the football gods aren't shining down on, on Green Bay right now. Mm-hmm. All they forgot was a turkey. <laughs> and we will forgive them for that. Okay? Yeah, yeah, right. Um, Carly Ray said, for Christmas. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Carly Ray said, I can't stay taking the kiddos to Tallowtown today. Enjoy the rest of the holiday weekend, folks. Appreciate you swinging through, Carly Ray. Hey, go. It's cold up there. I think it was 19 degrees this morning, if I remember correctly, Tim. Something, something around 20 in Green Bay. Is that right? Oh, Lordy. Yep. Oh, yeah. Go over to Hinter, go to Hinterland. Sit by that fire, get you get you a nice cup of coffee or maybe mm-hmm. a little bit of something. Man, I'm just there you go. Carly's gonna swing into the pro shop. Hopefully they got the Black Friday discount, you know, five oh, bucks you know off it. or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. We'll wrap up here real quick. The number one Packer fan says, Clay, have you been to the legendary distillery in Pigeon Forge? I was there recently and they have some great products. I have not. Milio, you been there? That and the uh that and the ones in Gatlinburg too. Um yeah good time i mean and 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 it's it'll catch up to you quick you start walking the street there's like three or four distilleries you kind of eh, let me just i'll mosey on in here and check this out and you got the dude well we got all the bourbon flights but then we got all the whiskey flights, and then they're just hammering them man there's like 10 of them and then you go all right let me walk down to the next one spin back you. around if you guys haven't been to tennessee man swing through and see us it's uh it's an amazing place huh? take it out <laughs> a couple of these people on the streets too. They get too many of them bourbon flies. No, no, that's it. And then they send them up on the ski lift. Go look at the mountains from up top, and they take your view up from up there. Check out the smoke rising. Yeah, yeah. I hope a bear gets a hold of them. So yeah. they don't them. No, I'm just, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, Paul Robertson said, interesting tidbit about Lafleur and Gary. It tells me that Lafleur has a significant impact when it comes to picking players in the draft. Goody plus Lafleur attached at the hip more than we see. That's another thing that popped in my mind too, Paul. Um, immediately thought that too. Like, dang, man, it, over over something he's seen years ago, that's pretty impressive that, that mm-hmm. they he gives him kind of that leeway. And, and listen, I always attach that draft pick to Goody, right? Jordan right. Love draft pick to Goody. But you guys remember in the draft room, LaFleur was fired up over drafting Jordan Love. And that's why going into the season, I was stepping back going, all right, they know way more about football than me. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're willing to move on from Aaron, they see something, right? Um, it kind of feels like the Valley, we've passed through the majority of the Valley. And mm-hmm. I, I listen, I could be going complete fanboy here, but um, if, if that was the largest portion of the Valley, we're already coming out the other side. They may hit a home run here and it's, mm-hmm. it's still early, still early. I got, I, yeah. I say that on the pod. Like I'm telling the listeners that I'm telling myself that yeah, still right. early, like chill out yeah. you know, a lot of ball left, but, uh, Let's see here. Uh, Eric Sutherland said, go Pack Go. The only thing better than being a Packer fan, that's being a father. We appreciate you swinging through, Eric. Remember, like I said, Hillman Cheesehead Murph uh, right there on the uh, the Mount Rushmore for sure. And Cheesehead Murph says, uh, Greg Olson stole the turkey. I believe it. I believe it. Um, Tim, parting thoughts. You got anything, buddy? Um, I'm just so happy to be a Packer fan right now. <laughs> I'm just ecstatic. Yeah. Absolutely ecstatic. And mm-hmm. um, guys, they're going to beat Kansas City. They're going to come home, and they're going to beat Kansas City. Whew. I'm telling you. Stamp it. Stamp it. And and you know what? We don't want to get ahead of ourselves. We don't want to, We don't want to. you know, I don't know. We don't want to jinx ourselves. We don't want to get too excited too soon. But let me tell you, man, banged up, long banged injury up. report, a lot of adversity, a lot of question marks, tough road game, short week, barely practice. All we did was do walkthroughs. And they came out there and put it together and got a dub. So what that does tell you, if anything, is that this team is battle-tested and they are not afraid of a little adversity. And from the last guy on the depth chart to the top of the list, they're going to play together and find a way to win. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what they did in Detroit, you know. And uh, 
that type of play is going to continue from from this young team. And uh, I can't wait for the for the rest of this season to unfold. And I can't wait to watch you bandwagon jumpers, watch this whole narrative switch around. I cannot wait. I, you know, you're right, Clayton, and it's not about dunking on people, but, dude, we need to slam dunk on Colin Cowherd. <laughs> I'm slam dunking on Colin Cowherd after this season. I swear. Uh-huh. I almost want to do it now. We should do it now because he's already been proven to be a moron. But um, you know, hey, we're not going to count our, our chickens before they hatch. Keep our heads down. Go forward. But I'm telling you, I believe in this team, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna continue to shock the NFL world, man. So go mm-hmm. pack, go. Definitely. Hey, we rode we rode into Detroit looking like this. Bet your rear end we're leaving like this. So let's uh let's keep building on this, guys. Again, we got ten days, ten days to enjoy mm-hmm. this, right? Let's enjoy the heck out of it. Enjoy family, all that. Um, just what an awesome Thanksgiving, man. That's what football's all about. Mm-hmm. No, yo, you got anything else, buddy? I was just that first car looks like a daily driver down here in Tennessee. <laughs> you seen that? I was, I, was seen coming, that? I was coming down the highway tonight, uh, 2,500 uh, Chevy, man. No back window, t- the whole bed of the trucks just in one piece down the center and pulling the trailer straight as it goes. But uh, no, man, excited about the team. Love it. I was looking at the chats here, like they're saying, hey. Kind of got a deja vu 2010 feeling. Who knows? You never know. But like I said, four and two in these next games, we come out nine and eight. Anything can happen. Absolutely anything. We don't know what's going to happen to the Vikings. We don't know what's going to happen to the Seahawks. Dallas is going to hold that spot. Uh, they'll be fighting the Eagles all the way through. Uh, so, you know, if the Lions start to uh, start a little spiral here, you never know what could happen. It could uh, – they could go one and five in the next, or one, yeah, one and five in the next six games. You never know, man. Yeah, you, you really don't, man. You don't. Um, as far as that car, though, yeah, you 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 go to Tazewell Park right now in Knoxville. You will see <laughs> three of those right now. I guarantee it. Uh, all right, I want to give a special thanks to the super chats: Nick McSwain, uh, Mike Hebring, Chris N, Badger Trio, Mike Hebring again. Joyce, thank you so much for gifting the uh, the fifty memberships. That is absolutely awesome of you, Boz. Thank you for the generous donation, buddy. Dan, the DM, thank you for the super chat, and Badger Trio, thank you for the super chat. You guys are phenomenal. Um, this has been probably the, the most enjoyable uh, post game show I've ever done, and it's a day late or a few hours late. As you see, it's a hey, when it's when it's a victory involved, you break out the cheese sombrero. That's just the way it is, right? So, yeah, it's you, Bob. Tip that thing right there. Uh-huh. But appreciate you guys hopping on, man. I, I was expecting to go solo, so that's why we went long. You guys on here, man. I'm glad y'all got to join. Tim, thank you. I know you're traveling. Appreciate you tuning in from the hotel. When you go to check out today, you make sure they know the Wi-Fi is pretty spot on. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, we'll take that. Yeah. Emilio, thank you for hopping on here too, buddy. I know it's uh, – it's very rare that you wake up before noon on an off day. Hey, hey, that's it. Family here. Yeah, I was up at five this morning. You get oh, going, you get out there. Mm-hmm. Little Black Friday deals. Little uh, had to take the lady to uh, the airport. So we're we're good, man. We're, we're chilling, and uh, I'm just excited. You know what it's all about? It's family, and uh, like uh, like John's thing. Um, you know, on on that uh, Sunday night thing. You know what football does is it brings people together. You find relationships you never thought you would. When you were a kid and you played on that team, you know, who became your best friend? Somebody you had no idea who you, who you would never meet, you know, walking down the street or, or you know, or in, you know, these different things. It's 
is something that um, it's deeper than just, you know, the 60 minutes that, that they're out there and they're putting points on the board. It's, um, you know, it's really, truly something that, that like we said, where do we get this posse from, man? Yeah. Football brings them together and, and it keeps us together. And this is, you know, what drives us, what, what keeps us rolling and, and how we have this, um, this friendship and, and, you know, the game we love. Yeah. Very well said, man. Very well said. Let's get out of here. Uh, just like I said, want to thank everybody. Appreciate y'all hanging out with us. We'll be back tonight for PTA Live at 7 Central, 8 Eastern to uh, hopefully have the PFF grades. I don't know if PFF gave their employees uh, the day off or not. I'm not sure if they'll get those grades out that quick. But if they do, we will, uh, we'll be talking about the PFF grades from the game. There'll be many that we go, didn't see that one coming. It'll mm-hmm. happen. Then we'll watch the tape and go. There it is. <laughs> it happens every time. But thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Really appreciate you again. Uh, for those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world and go back. Go.